Hey, this is Daniel. I'm Noelle, and this is the Quick Philosophy Question Podcast. Or QBQ for short. A podcast dedicated to bettering your understanding of philosophy. Okay, guys, so this is our first podcast, and we're going to be talking about what is philosophy and why it's important. Um, yeah, we're going to have a super brief introduction on what the origins of philosophy are and uh, what it's defined as. And um, we know this is a super broad topic. Like, super it's broad. really ambitious, mm-hmm. but we're just going to do our best to cover it like as fully and um, as like accessibly as we can. Yeah, because this is just for, you know, you guys and whatnot. Yeah, for sure. So do you want to start with your summary? I feel like um, origins of philosophy is a good way to go okay, first. Okay. So. so, philosophy for the most part originated from Greece, and for our purposes today, they're basically the pre-Socratic thinkers and the Socratic thinkers, with the former dealing more in cosmological questions like what causes solar eclipses, um, where do natural things originate from, etc., and the latter beginning to deal with questions of ethics and social studies, questions like mm-hmm. what is justice, um, what is virtue. Uh, yeah, so the leading pre-Socratic thinker was Talus of Menetius, and his <laughs> one of his most famous ideas um, had to do with the belief that like everything, all natural things come from water. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so and then as one might have guessed, the first Socratic thinker was Socrates, and some of his ideas had to do with the question of what is perceived reality and what is real reality. So yeah. Very deep. <laughs> Very deep. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's interesting to see someone be so prominent in philosophy that they get a whole part of philosophy named after himself, For like sure, Socratic yeah. Socratic method. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. 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 So. I'm going to discuss what is philosophy. Um, to give a quick rundown on what the definition of philosophy is, it comes from the word philo, which means love, and sophia, which means wisdom. Right. So basically, the definition of the word philosophy is love of wisdom, mm-hmm. which is very telling. Um, <laughs> so philosophy also um, uses very specific language to convey the concepts and thoughts because usually it can get really dense and complicated in a lot of different ways so when we're talking through this podcast we might not use the best language to (laughs) explain our concept we'll try our best but i mean like we won't use our best but whatever so yeah um so that is the definition of philosophy from that part um, philosophy also covers a wide range of topics, so like the philosophy of mathematics, the philosophy of science, the philosophy of language, so on and so forth. So, because since this was one of the very beginnings of thought and how people thought about stuff, it usually covers just knowledge in general. So, speculative philosophy um, delved deeper into um, scientific stuff and mm-hmm. Newton was thought to be like a speculative philosopher during his time or a naturalist yeah. in a sense like pre-Socratic thinkers amazing <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah so that's what um, um, science used to be back then so now it's just more general but the important thing the two definitions that I found for what is philosophy generally is the thinking of thinking to expand your thoughts mm. on how thinking should happen and 
how you should think um, to achieve different things. And another one by Gil Deleuze, which is the art of concept creation, which where philosophy is just creating ideas in a sense to satisfy certain means for whatever that certain philosopher and in the context of that um, society. Uh-huh. So yeah. The main philosophical method though is analysis, which is inspection and definition and clearly defining terms because that's mm-hmm. very important when you're trying to, you know, discuss a topic. Yeah. Yeah. I also, you got stuck with the hard question because it's like yeah. an age old question. It's like, what is philosophy? But what yeah. is philosophy? But yeah, yeah, hopefully I did well. <laughs> I think it's pretty good. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So now we just have a couple of questions uh, relating to this topic that will provide more context. And yeah. And to begin, we are going to talk about why we should study philosophy yeah. and why it's important. So, Noel, any thoughts? Yeah, so we're going to start with the social benefits of studying philosophy, right? Mm-hmm. So I think you were talking about like social contract theory at some point, which is kind of like the idea, tell me if I'm wrong, but it's like kind of the idea that like you do certain things in order to better your position in society. Yeah, like, social contract theory, from how I understand it anyways, is where you, you as an individual gain certain, have certain interests, and it's in your benefit to work as a society to achieve those interests. I see, I see. Yeah, so that's one way that philosophy influences your social, your benefits, your social life. Yeah, like defining what, why we should care for other people and how we should care for other people. Yeah. What is left, such to look at. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's definitely a big part of it. Um, yeah, and, yeah, I think philosophy, it influences, it helps, it benefits you socially because, well, obviously, when you think philosophically, you, f- like, figure things out, kind of. Figure things and, out, yeah. um, people value that in society. People value truth and knowledge. So, yeah. Yeah, truth and knowledge is really important for, like, our day and age because, like, it's important to think about it from, like, a point where both people can understand something, yeah, a concept, sure. and so we can both, like, discuss on stuff, like... That's really important. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, there's like, you have to have common ground for being good socially. Yeah. And philosophy helps you achieve that, because everyone can relate to philosophy. Also, it helps you win arguments, so. I mean, like. <laughs> Love manipulation. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Okay. Amazing. And yeah, we were also talking about how philosophy influences, benefits you personally. Mm-hmm. And this is like really important, because like, philosophy helps you analyze stuff. To the point where it makes you, it helps you make better decisions to achieve right. your own interests. Well, that goes into ethics. <laughs> well, yeah, it goes into ethics, but I mean, like, just the study of philosophy in itself helps you think about things more rationally, mm-hmm. which can also help you achieve different things, even though they're not necessarily philosophical yeah. concepts. Yeah, I was reading an article. It's, it said, like, philosophy students are just way better at, like, critical thinking and mm-hmm. analyzing things and judgments. But I think I'd say that's kind of like, like the collateral benefits of uh, collateral personal benefits of studying philosophy. Like, uh, what would you say are some of, like, the direct intellectual like philosophical um benefits of thinking i'd say that it it helps you like introduce a form of thinking that is clear and consistent Mm -hmm. because if you don't have consistent thinking or a consistent philosophy 
and different things, it's hard to um, discuss with other people and you just get influenced in ways that you might not necessarily want to, mm-hmm. right? So if you completely understand your thinking in one topic, it's easier to extrapolate to other topics based upon those thinking. For sure. And it also helps you lead a less stressful life, would I believe. You, would you say studying philosophy makes you a better person? really hard question there because like I've been thinking about this for some time actually before it's like there's parts of philosophy that can be really cool to study um, to better yourself and different parts of that but also studying philosophy can make you mentally distance from these from these topics yeah so philosophy by itself might not just be like helpful but using philosophy not inherently helpful yeah it's not inherently helpful good way to put it um that's really interesting yeah yeah uh yeah because there are definitely cons to studying philosophy like you can you know like the this cliche stereotype is like Mm -hmm. philosophical thinkers all go crazy (laughs) and yeah well also here's another question like do you think it is enough how like do you think it is enough for one person to study philosophy and become a better person and have them be able to influence everyone else or do you think philosophy needs to be adopted universally in order to affect change in order to affect change yeah Yeah, that's definitely not how i say um (laughs) i'd say that philosophy is important for an individual if they really want to see the things that they want to see get done Mm -hmm. because it's like to convince someone else you have to understand them and reason your way through stuff yeah. So it's like, if if you personally want to see a different world, it's good for you to study philosophy. But if when you're talking about if it's universally should be accepted, that's mm-hmm. talking about like epistemic responsibility, which is just trying to define what exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, it's just trying to define um, why knowledge is not only your responsibility, but a responsibility of others because what you believe affects what other people believe. I see. see. So it's in your, it's your responsibility as part of a society to question your own thoughts and develop them to the point where you believe they're sound. I see. I see. So yeah, right. There's also like the effect, like kind of like a domino effect of like one person. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So what do you, what are your thoughts on social why we should study philosophy why we should study philosophy socially um well i think one of the really important points is like the common ground argument like Mm -hmm. philosophy is something that again like everyone can relate to everyone can access and like that's how fundamental it is i guess like it's just Mm -hmm. um it's something that's necessary to society because um it, it it's it is a way of connecting everyone and it's also a way of keeping you know, keeping society like a thing like that's how <laughs> right? like that's thing. how like all powering it is mm-hmm. but yeah how would you say what do you think do you think it's someone's duty to study philosophy someone's moral duty again going back to epistemic responsibility i think it's like right, their responsibility right, right. to do that as part of a society mm, yeah what about personally as applied to personally i wouldn't say that I guess it's kind of hard to separate, like, yeah. personally versus socially. But, like, hypothetically, if you if you could s- study philosophy, like, absolutely personally, like, you it wouldn't influence... Anyone else. S- yeah, society in any way. 
Well, I'd say that um, studying philosophy brings up um, analyzing and stuff like that can that can help you achieve your own interests and your own goals. Mm-hmm. So even if studying philosophy Ooh. directly doesn't help you, I have a question. <laughs> you have questions. Let's from, go. Like from what I'm hearing, mm-hmm. we're, what we're saying, like all of the personal benefits of studying philosophy are like side effects like you get better at critical thinking mm-hmm. you get better at analysis um and all the inherent effects go to the social aspect mm-hmm. do you think like that's valuable in it because i because because that would point to the fact that like studying philosophy does not inherently benefit you personally it the, its only effects are like carried out in mm-hmm. your social interactions well i'd say that that's not necessarily true because in the sense that studying philosophy helps you question your own knowledge Mm -hmm. to the point where it helps you make better decisions for yourself i see i see so that is one inherent inherent property of philosophy think about it and it's like making better decisions for yourself what what would be a decision like that that doesn't have to do with society I mean, I guess maybe like eating healthy. Yeah. Would have to do, but or eating, yeah, pie. I don't know why I was gonna <laughs> say pie, but I mean like if you really want pie, like <laughs> yeah, studying so yeah. ways to get that is important. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that is a, that was a little too ambitious of a question though, because like it's hard to disentangle society from literally anything. So amazing. Yeah. We are part of that society and whatnot. Yeah. Um, sure. So yeah, what are the dangers of philosophy? Though? Dangers of philosophy. Dangers of studying philosophy. Well, again, philosophy is not inherently good. Like, there there are obviously inherent, like, fundamental dangers of studying philosophy. And then there are the ones where, like, either you study it incorrectly, I'd say. That's kind of cautiously. But, um, yeah, but either you study it, like, incor- like, you approach it incorrectly or you study... Oh, sorry, I'll finish that thought later. But what do you think... Do you think philosophy is always inherently true? That's a loaded question. Like, do you think there's ways to um, have fraudulent philosophy? Mm. That's a really deep question, actually. <laughs> because it's like, Hell yeah. <laughs> what would you define as fraudulent in that sense? It's like, like it's it's created with ulterior motives. It's created without without the intention of the pursuit of wisdom and truth true like for example uh, hopefully this doesn't offend anyone um for example stuff in capitalism and whatnot Mm -hmm. can like the development of ideas in that sense can be like well because yeah i was just thinking about how information because philosophy is in a sense information and i was thinking about how infer like the dangers of information Mm -hmm. and that's how yeah that's how the thought of like fraudulence came up well like, do you think it stops, it ceases be- to become philosophy when it is fraudulent? Like, it's only philosophy when it's true. Well, see, like, if if it has fraudulent information, right, then the premises aren't strong in that sense. Mm. Like, the philosophy w- of what it's based upon is not strong. But if it's, like, the intent of developing that philosophy, like... politically, like, Mm -hmm. left or right or whatever, like, is to, meant to achieve a certain purpose or Mm -hmm. a certain goal that is independent of wisdom gaining or for that 
individual person. Then it's like, then it's still like introducing a certain kind of thinking and a thought process. And even though the intent might not necessarily be the same, it's still a valid one that we can still criticize in a sense. Right, right. So, but that, you know, that assumes that there is skepticism, mm, true. <laughs> which is not always necessarily true. Mm-hmm. But yeah, do you want to leave that for now and move on to our next question? Which is the which future? Is the future, how, why you should study philosophy because it will influence the future. Yeah, I was also thinking about that topic more in the sense of how philosophy will develop into the future and what right, it's going to look right, like. Right, Like, it is important to study philosophy because it'll affect you in the future. Definitely. Yeah, and how, and, how, and how will it do that? Mm-hmm. So, um, do you want to talk about tech and science first? Or? Yeah, sure, yeah. So, I was saying that philosophy is going to become huge, like, absolutely all-powering in the future because it will be a big influence in scientific and technological progress and advancement because um, we're getting to the point where things cannot be done for ethical reasons and that you know that's that's how philosophy is going to become like one of the biggest things I mean it's always kind of been the biggest thing but it will definitely become more urgent and immediate to us yeah um, can you expand on what you mean by um, you can't do things for ethical, ethical reasons. reasons, right? Like that. There are so many debates in science right now of whether th- whether or not you know progress is inherently good. Like for example, uh, genetic modification and eugenics. Like, is it morally and ethically correct to make a baby, like get rid of its malformations um, before birth, because there are you know there are ethical arguments against that there are ethical arguments that it is a slippery slope and it'll develop into you know something dystopian and that is what is keeping that is what is keeping science from progressing so Mm -hmm. yeah so in that sense it seems like you're trying to say that tech and science are encountering these philosophical questions that we've been putting off in a sense but yeah in a sense well they've just kind of always been there but now they've become like important. super immediate to yeah. us. like we have to address them right now and like that's actually the thing because like philosophy is very notorious for never coming to any conclusions so yeah. <laughs> like that's not the kind of philosophy we're going to be talking on this kind of podcast well well yeah we're, kind of it is yeah but, kind of it is yeah. but i mean like but all we're trying to do is like explain these concepts in a way that you can have your own ideas on them mm-hmm. and whatnot but generally philosophy usually don't come to any kind of conclusion because right right it just it's all yeah question and what well. it's really That's cool about that is like with tech and science when you're creating something or developing something not necessarily for science but for developing something you have to inherently put a bias into how that thing is going to work and what Mm -hmm. success is for Mm -hmm. that thing. So, like, for example, if you're building a bridge, like, you're going to have a defined measure of success, saving, like, making sure that it works as properly as possible, making sure that it doesn't... Would Would you say that's a bias, though? Necessarily, because let's say that there was this really um, Nazi kind of dude, right? <laughs> Nazi yeah. kind of dude okay. building a bridge or whatever, right? Uh-huh. If they found a way to make sure that all um, blonde, um, blue people That's only cross over. That's kind of an over, extreme, like, is, do you think there's necessarily bias? Because 
necessary. I don't think there's any necessary bias in the science, right? Uh huh. But I believe that when you are building a product, you inject objective bias to a point where, um, hmm. to a point where you are trying to define success in that sense. That's interesting. Also, can I um talk about? You said that. Philosophy doesn't ever really come to a conclusion. Sorry, this is like going way back, but um, it's well, I'm gonna have to disagree with that because there are so many, you know, like that's the whole point of philosophical texts. They're like trying to tell us that's you know, like that's the thing with ethics. Like, you know, Kant wrote a bunch of texts about what you should do, and that is his conclusion. Like, what is ethically correct, and why and so i'd say that's a conclusion yeah but conclusions that can be because it's like with philosophy it's not like it's a science that it's telling you the world the way that it is it's like personal conclusions come from different philosophical reasonings and whatever if you know what i mean so it's like with kant there's many people that can disagree with him in certain aspects of his thinking and whatever, mm-hmm. and we can't necessarily say that they're wrong. Oh, so you're. Oh, I see what you mean. So it's not that conclusions don't exist; it's that they're never going to be considered as truly absolute. Yeah, I see. Okay, okay, okay. Got it. cool. But just uh, sort of disclaimer on that: there are some concepts in philosophy that are generally widely accepted in realms of philosophy, like um, objective morality versus subjective morality. Mm-hmm. Most people um, don't believe in objective morality, but again, if you can reasonably justify that position, then it's a good position to take in that mm-hmm. case. Yeah, but yeah, for sure. Yeah, do you want to talk about how philosophy is going to affect the future socially? That's going to be really cool. Um, <laughs> talking about future of social interactions, this is something that I've been thinking about for some time, like social media and how we can think about um, how we can think about philosophy in that context. It's like, how are we going to carry out the conversations of the future? Because mm. right now, the way that we discuss is just being like, I believe X. I believe why that is an opinion deal with it I mean like <laughs> <laughs> that's not always true but I yeah I can do I can see what you mean um you think that's going to change in the future I believe it needs to change in the future if we actually want to have a functioning society what do you what do you propose <laughs> uh I'd say that first things first um public social media would be interesting to have I believe in the sense that having a social media platform that isn't beholden to, you know, economic forces is oh. going to be really important for developing. Do you think that's at all possible? Right now, probably not. There, there are arguments that it's like inherently impossible. Hmm. Can you? That um, that social media just is not going to be influenced by economics at all. Hmm. Yeah, there are arguments that that's inherently impossible because because economics influence everything. Like it's become too, um, you know, too fundamental part of society that to like rid, to like cleanse anything of it. Mm. This is a really interesting topic that we should probably go into it like in yeah, another on, podcast on a, on a or something like that. Yeah, a whole different episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But to quickly summarize my thoughts on that, I feel like to distance ourselves from like. It's going to be an inherent thing that we need to do mm-hmm. 
-hmm. where we need to distance ourselves from thinking that economics is all that we are mm -hmm. and we need to develop society as what it's was meant to be where when you're in a society you're trying to make it better you're trying to make life better for yourself in a sense i see it's like and we should try and focus on that more of the definition of society so you're suggesting an enlightenment <laughs> an enlightenment yeah, yeah and i feel like it's going to come a lot sooner rather than later because like on another podcast we can talk about like what ai does about the future of work mm -hmm. and whatnot but i feel like we are being pushed to the point where we are going to be separated from our work more likely than yeah, not yeah and we need to somehow reconcile that with our thoughts about how the world how we should live in this world i see yeah that makes total sense i just want to mention um this episode is like super abstract super abstract to probably it's gonna be just because mm -hmm. it's like a really broad topic but and it's like our first podcast so yeah, we need to yeah, explain sure. how we think and yeah whatnot. yeah but yeah that makes that makes sense um how do you think it'll affect it'll affect us personally and how do you think that will reflect on how philosophy in the future will affect us socially do you think it'll be a direct correlation or do you think like there'll something will happen that separates your personal thoughts from your actions and interactions in society can you simplify that question for me yeah I, that was I, a really complicated question i kind mm -hmm. of don't understand it myself but um <laughs> so, so well, first of all, how do you think philosophy will affect our individual intellectual thoughts in the future? I believe that philosophy is going to be a huge factor and should be a huge factor mm -hmm. in how we think about life and <laughs> how... <laughs> Good catch there. <laughs> Good catch there. Um, should be a huge factor about how we think about life and how we think about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And once we do that, then it's going to value our relationship with other people more in the sense that once we understand ourselves then we can understand what we want from other people and what we like should get i believe i don't know how to explain that well, but. Mm, what we what we want from other people and what we should get uh yeah that makes sense but do, don't you think that's how it already is not necessarily because like right now there's like not necessarily an inherent... Well, that's an interesting... Like, do you think people will become more intellectual? Like, people will become more enlightened, enlightened. in air quotations, mm -hmm. um, about things like that? Because like, what I'm... I might be completely wrong, but what I'm understanding is that it will influence the future because people will continue to think and then they will realize that. But that's not necessarily what is going to happen. Well, I view it in a different way in the sense that it's going to affect the future in the sense that we are that's basically the only thing that we're going to be able to do in the sense that like with work it's not we're not going to be distracted by that as much are you future. sure again <laughs> really interesting the podcast complete opposite in the complete opposite yeah, direction complete opposite that direction. work is just going to dominate everything I'd say that right that now work is not is dominating everything in our lives. Mm -hmm. Like when when you're growing up or whatever, you think about jobs and think about oh, what kind of job am I going to get? You define your a lot of people define their lives about around the job that they will get in the future. Mm -hmm. But I believe that eventually 
that is not going to be the main factor of what people believe, but more in the sense of how they think about different kinds of stuff is what they're going to say. Oh, how am I going to see this? What am I going to explore next? You know, like I see seeing themselves as like an ever evolving creature instead of like a job or like as a specific thing in the future. Yeah, well, <laughs> well <laughs> that could happen or it could not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of realizing that we're like running into an issue where like we're kind of disagreeing on whether or not philosophy will affect the future at all mm. like i think well obviously it'll affect the future but whether or not it'll become more um of a dominant thing than it was or if it's possible to even become more or less like is it just like constantly is it just constant or because i think there's always, always the debate of like whether people became will become more or less intellectual and whether or not that actually has to do directly with philosophy, I guess is my question. Mm-hmm. But we can get into that on a later episode. Amazing. <laughs> yep. uh, we're just setting up so many episodes. So this many episodes. Podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of what happens when you do a philosophy podcast. Pretty much. But yeah, do you want to... Um, Summarize what we've gone over? Yeah, or? sure. Just like wrap everything up. Wrap everything up. Um... So today we discussed about philosophy and what it is mm-hmm. and why we should study it. Yeah, it was a very tip of the iceberg thing. <laughs> yeah, and we s- had a lot to cover. Yeah, and we sort of went in like different directions, like sprouting off this. But I mean, like that's sort of the point of philosophy. Kind of point. <laughs> because like in philosophy, there's at the very beginning, anyways, there used to be so many different things, and it covered generally about mm-hmm. um, knowledge and whatnot, and like. Philo, love, and Sophia, wisdom. Mm. So, like, love of wisdom. So, just having fun talking about different stuff is uh-huh. sort of what we do. It can get very... <laughs> can yeah. Very yeah. intense. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, hopefully, you guys understood what we talked about. And hopefully... Yeah. yeah. Was there a question that you wanted to leave off with? Oh, yeah. Um, do you want to start that on the next episode or something? No, it's fine. I can do it here. Um, so, I want you guys to think about... How can you use philosophy in your daily lives? Like, where do you see it come up most often and, like, where it's the most important for you? Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, thanks, guys, for listening. Yeah, thanks so much for listening. Oh, and sources are in the description. That is correct. Yeah, hopefully. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Cool. Cool. Bye. Bye, guys.